Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, you ready to keep learning about symptoms of inflammation? (laughs) I know I am. So these symptoms that I'm sure you're experiencing every day, uh, they are easily overlooked, right? But today I want to shed a little bit of light on a symptom that I don't think you should be ignoring. And that symptom, my friends, is brain fog. Duh, because that's the title of this podcast episode. So I want you to look at brain fog a little bit differently coming out of this episode. So what it can look like in case you're unclear on what brain fog actually presents like. So it's going to be, you know, reduced cognitive capacity, reduced memory function, reduced ability to multitask, maybe even not being able to find words very easily. Or for me, it kind of just feels like an overall sensation, like there's a curtain between you and the world. So brain fog, it can lead to reduced productivity at home, reduced productivity at work, increased lethargy, strain in your relationships. And in the long term, though, it gets a little bit more serious because it can kind of lead to a heightened risk of scary conditions like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, um, kind of those things that I don't think any of us really want to get. Brain fog, it can be kind of like a chronic low-grade type annoyance. Uh, It can come and go based on other things like your sleep quality or, you know, after you got sick, maybe if you had COVID and you've kind of got more of that long haulers type symptoms. Uh, But other times it can come and go is with inflammation flares that you might see a little bit more obviously with IBS flares or um, colitis flares or other things like that. And I think what's really interesting, too, is that brain fog is also a common symptom with neuroimmune type conditions like autism or fibromyalgia, POTS, chronic fatigue syndrome, celiac disease. All of these things also have that element of brain fog in the mix. Brain fog is also really common amongst those with mast cell activation disorders, and other conditions that lead to this low-grade chronic inflammatory response. And why am I telling you all this background, right? At this point, I'm really hoping that you're starting to see this trend, right? There's this trend under the surface of brain fog. And for some of you, I think you'll, you'll nail this one, right? It is inflammation, Inflammation is at the root of this symptom of brain fog. So the broad overview is that brain fog is the result of a chronic inflammatory response that leads to brain inflammation and then ultimately leads to the untimely death of your brain cells. 
Okay, it's kind of a, a big one. So let's dig in a little bit deeper. And I want to, of course, though, always remain in a place that's simple to understand. So I'm going to make sure not to go into the weeds too far of the, the mechanism, the science behind the brain fog. But I want you to understand it a little bit deeper, okay? So your brain, it's surrounded by what's called the blood-brain barrier. And this has a job of protecting the environment of your brain, which is obviously a very highly specialized organ. So it requires certain levels and it requires more of a purity. So it, it kind of filters out a lot of things that maybe you could handle in other organs and within the other blood. But this is like a different specialized area that's meant to protect the neurons of your brain. And when you experience low-grade chronic inflammation, unfortunately, this barrier that protects this brain environment, it becomes more permeable, which means that things get through that shouldn't necessarily be there. And this change in your brain environment can then trigger more activity of this cellular cleanup system that's meant to protect your brain cells because you know that your body knows that these cells are slow to repair themselves. So it has this really dialed in cleanup mechanism that gets then triggered and it kind of becomes a little neurotic, right? Because its job is to protect these neurons. So it goes to work. But the result of this blood-brain barrier permeability is actually brain inflammation. And when your brain is inflamed, that system that's responsible for removing dead and dying neurons, which is actually the same system that's meant to protect your brain, it loses the ability to accurately differentiate between the dead and dying neurons and the healthy neurons. So that system that's meant to protect you and to protect your brain function can instead forcibly remove healthy neurons, <laughs> remove them as in murder them, and it produces this noticeable side effect, which is brain fog. So do you see the importance of this? <laughs> like brain fog is literally the result of your brain cells dying from an uptick of the trash cleanup crew doing a bad job cleaning. This like really should not be taken lightly. And now that we kind of understand a little bit more of what's going on under the surface, let's discuss what I don't want you to do as a result of understanding this a little bit deeper you might feel the need to stress and to worry <laughs> when you're experiencing brain fog, right? You're like, oh my God, my neurons are dying. But we know from episode two that when you don't properly manage your mind, you actually promote increased inflammation from the hormonal cascade that's triggered by stress. So stressing out about your brain fog is absolutely not the answer <laughs> because it's only going to promote more brain fog. But then some of you may feel the urge to kind of lean into this non-productive brain foggy state 
and indulge a little bit with maybe an afternoon off and maybe you're going to have some snacks. Maybe you're going to have some adult beverages. Let's just kind of end the misery of this non-productive brain foggy day. But as you know from episode one, more inflammation can then be triggered from your system being exposed to those reactive antigens. Food, especially those indulgent snacks that we all have come to love, are usually full of questionable ingredients, right? There's a lot of preservatives. There's a lot of anti, um, anti-fungals, anti-caking agents. Like there's a lot of different chemicals within some of those snacky type ingredients labels. Not to mention the things that may be natural or whole based ingredients that you might react to as well. So you may be reacting to the questionable questionable ingredients, but then also (laughs) alcohol does not need any extra help killing your brain cells. It kind of does this all on its own. So indulging in some snacks or alcohol is absolutely not the thing to do either. So what should you do when you have brain fog? So My ask of you and what I want you to consider is that you're going to need to target the inflammation that's causing this permeability in your blood-brain barrier in the first place. This low-grade chronic inflammation that you're having on a daily basis is caused by many things addressed previously in this podcast, right? And the most predominant triggers that you are exposing yourself to is oxidative stress, toxin overload, and emotional stress. And there are, of course, many ways to reduce the overload of these stressors, many of which we have talked about so far in this podcast, and we are going to continue to get this information out But today, I want to encourage the one quick intervention that's going to specifically target brain fog, and that is fasting. Fasting is an incredibly powerful way to reduce your brain inflammation and your chronic systemic inflammation by intentionally creating this space for your body to clean itself up. So you're like... You're creating a break for your body. And it's like hitting the two birds with one stone situation where you can get rid of not only your brain inflammation, but you can get rid of your body's inflammation all at the same time. When you fast, you are encouraging your body to reduce the free radicals that are responsible for oxidative stress. You are promoting the systems that are designed to support your liver detoxification. And when fasted correctly, you will be utilizing tools for managing your mind that's going to allow a calm to the hormonal cascade leading to emotional stress. Notice I said when you're fasting correctly, (laughs) because sometimes when you're not fasting correctly, your brain can be very busy and it can be drumming up all of this emotional stress about the, the turmoil that you're going through as you're kind of experiencing some of these hunger pains. Because let's face it, fasting is not the most comfortable of situations at times. But with the right tools, you can use this to your advantage to not only calm your emotional stress, but you can use it 
to help you to get better at managing your mind as you go through a little bit of an uncomfortable experience. So fasting is a very powerful tool that you should be strategically utilized by most of you. Strategically utilized, what am I saying? It should be utilized by most of you, especially those that are experiencing chronic low-grade inflammation evidenced by chronic brain fog. But fasting, it's going to look very different for everyone. And we're going to go over how to fast and kind of a little bit more of the mechanism behind fasting much more in detail in later episodes. I don't want to dig into that right now. It's just going to make this episode far too long. But today, I just want you to plan on intentionally fasting tomorrow, okay? And I want that fast to last between 14 and 16 hours. So you're going to use the overnight hours to your advantage, right? Because you're not eating anyway. Why not count those first? Like, it's just easier that way. And then personally, I like to fast from 8 p.m. until 12 p.m. the next day. And it's just kind of this easy 16-hour fast, 8-hour eating window. It seems to work with my schedule. My system at this point is acclimated to it, so it doesn't trigger those hunger cues as um, significantly as maybe those of you that are used to eating breakfast at 6, 7, 8 in the morning. It might be a little bit more uncomfortable for you as you um, begin if you're used to that type of an eating schedule. But I think 14 hours for many of you is going to be a great place to start, especially if your brain and your body are not used to fasting. Because your body, of course, is going to resist you a little bit at first. And it will eventually settle more into the routine of things. And that's when you can start extending the fasting window slowly up to the 16 hours and eventually beyond that 16 hours. So in conclusion, brain fog, it is a symptom that is very common, but I, I argue that it is one of those symptoms that should not be ignored. Brain fog, it begins with this chronic body-wide inflammation and it leads to brain inflammation. And this then triggers a dysfunction within your brain's protection system, leading to an untimely death of your brain cells. Kind of, you know, small details, right? (laughs) So in addition to the brain inflammation, though, if it's left unchecked, this increases the likelihood of acquiring those, you know, those cognitive related diseases down the road. So a simple intervention to this that you are going to implement beginning tomorrow is to fast between 16 I mean, between 14 to 16 hours, starting with one day a week and building up to at least five days a week. So, of course, we're going to dig more into uh, what it means to fast, what you could be eating during a fast. Right now, this fast, you're just going to limit yourself to, you know, it could be uh, just regular water. It could be unflavored, uncolored you know, dextrose-free electrolytes with your water. It could be some black coffee or green tea, little things like that. But I would just limit yourself to calorie-free 
beverage options that don't have artificial sweeteners in them. That's That doesn't count. Um, so that's where you could start. I really encourage you to, uh, if you're experiencing brain fog, really try to do that fast tomorrow and start to nip this problem in the butt. With that, I thank you so much for wanting to reduce your brain fog. And I look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, if you're in the market for some personalized attention, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free introductory consult. For those of you who are loving this information, please go ahead and leave me a review so that others can have easier access to this information. Or leave me a comment or a question that you have about one of these episodes or even an idea for a future episode. As always, thank you so much for your interest in reducing your inflammation and I'll talk to you soon.